Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Frances Apperson was looking forward to spending time with family and doing some hiking in the North Carolina mountains. She enjoyed the mountains, but really and truly loved spending time with her family. It was May of 2022, and the weather was becoming warmer, and the sun was staying out longer. Summer was definitely on the way. Frances was supposed to meet her family for a nature hike near Hawksbell Mountain Trailhead, but she never showed up. Frances, at age 67, lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Hawksbell would be about a two-hour drive from her apartment in the city. At first, family thought maybe she changed her mind. However, continued calls to her cell phone went unanswered. Frances was deaf, but had been deaf since she was a baby and navigated the world just fine. Pretty soon, family started to search for Frances, and after a few days of not finding her, she was finally reported missing on May 21st, 2022. It would be the Mecklenburg County Police Department that took the report. Mecklenburg County is the county where Frances resided. An alert for Frances was put out, as was a bolo, a be on the lookout for her car, which was also missing. That would change nine days later when authorities finally received Frances's cell phone ping locations. Following these pings, law enforcement was led to the Linville Gorge parking area up in Burke County, over two hours from Charlotte but nearby where she was supposed to be hiking on May 17th. And there in the parking lot was Frances's 2013 Hyundai. But there was no sign of Frances. Where is Frances Colette Apperson? Hello and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast and another unsolved missing person case. This case takes us to Charlotte, North Carolina and to the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina, a beautiful area, a rural area and an unforgiving area. 67-year-old Frances is loved by her family and everyone who knew her. She was kind. She volunteered within her community and she made it a mission to make everyone that she met smile. To this day, her family still has no idea what happened to Francis. A reminder to share, share, share these stories of the missing. The more awareness, the higher likelihood of resolution. This doesn't mean you need to spam your friends and family or continually post on your own social media, but just by liking and commenting on our social media posts, on our YouTube videos, subscribing to podcast episodes, you can help these stories reach a wider audience. If you have any feedback or case suggestions, you can find my contact information in the show notes. Now let's talk about Frances Colette Apperson, or as friends and family lovingly referred to her as Del. 
Frances Apperson was born in New York City on July 22, 1954. She was raised by her loving parents alongside six siblings. When Frances was just six weeks old, it was learned that she was deaf and a new way of life for her would begin in that moment, but it never slowed her down. Her family would move to North Carolina, and when she was ready to start school, Frances would attend the Clark School for the Deaf in Charlotte, North Carolina. She was an exceptional student, and she went to college in Washington, D.C., graduating with a degree in American history. For a few years, Frances worked as a teacher's aide. She truly enjoyed her job and what she did, but after marrying and having two daughters of her own, she decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Frances was also known to be a volunteer within her community and is usually described as someone who radiated kindness and a desire to help others. She had many hobbies as well, which included cooking, knitting, and reading. Everyone who knows Frances describes her as a wonderful mom, a family woman, and just overall a generous person to everyone who knew her. In 2022, Frances lived in an apartment in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. She had two grown daughters, and family continued to mean the world to her. The Disappearance On May 17, 2022, Frances was supposed to be meeting some family members at Hawkspill Mountain Trailhead near Linville Gorge to do some hiking. This area is a very popular hiking spot for the outstanding sunrises and sunsets and the 360-degree views once on the summit at Hawkspill. Alternatively, Linville Gorge is just as beautiful, known for a rougher terrain, but a beautiful landscape that creates plunging canyons all the way down to the Linville River. This trailhead is in the Blue Ridge Mountains and just over a two-hour drive to the north from where Frances lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, there are several options for hikes in that area. Some are easier than others, and it isn't 100% clear which trail she was planning on doing with the family that day. We do believe she was driving up to that area by herself. But Frances never showed up for this hike as planned. Now, some of the specifics are unclear as to who exactly she was meeting and what their plans were. Also, what time of day was this? What time were they supposed to meet up? We will learn a little bit more about her timeline later, but it's really unclear when she was meeting family and how long they even planned to stay out. Without knowing that, it's really hard to speculate as to why it took four days to report Frances as missing. She is a 67-year-old woman, and for some reason, it must not have been too alarming when she didn't show up on May 17th for their hike. Four days later, on May 21st, 2022, Frances was officially reported missing to the Mecklenburg County Authorities, the county in which she lived in. Law enforcement did act pretty swiftly, as far as I can tell, likely due to the wilderness of that area and the area she was thought to be in, and possibly because of her age and the fact that she was alone. We don't always see quick reactions from authorities, so I am grateful anytime that can happen. The 
The Search. Media alerts were put out, and a bolo was issued for her car. A bolo, in law enforcement terms, is a be on the lookout. Not only was Frances missing, but her 2013 Hyundai was also unaccounted for. For the next several days, family searched and law enforcement did their own searches and investigation. On May 30th, detectives received the results on Francis's cell phone, and they now could follow a trail of cell phone pings. Before this, they had very little to go on and no idea at all where to even search. These pings led them to a parking lot area at Linville Gorge Hiking Area in Burke County. And there, sure enough, they found Francis's vehicle parked. There was no sign of Francis anywhere, and nothing looked amiss with her car. It simply looked as if someone had just parked it there and then headed off on a hike. It was noted, however, that authorities believed her car had been there for several days because it was fully covered in a yellow layer of pollen, something that is extremely common in May in North Carolina. Finding her car at the Linville parking area sparked an urgent search for Francis on the trails. The fear was that maybe she became lost and or injured and was in need of immediate help. With a more specific area to focus on, search and rescue teams converged on the area. And while search and rescue hit the trails for any sign of Francis, law enforcement searched Francis's car for any clues. And at first, they didn't think they found anything of any significance. That is, until search and rescue teams came back with a small angel that they had found on the trail. Immediately, someone recognized that angel. There was an identical one in Francis's car. The search intensified. It was now really believed that Frances possibly took that angel and went for a hike on her own. Why she would do that, however, is unclear. And since this was the same area she was going to meet family for that hike on May 17th, was it possible that she had been out there since that day, two weeks earlier? And why was that angel left on the trail? So, so many agencies came out to help search. So many including Burke County Emergency Management, Burke County EMS, Burke County Emergency Services Special Ops, Burke County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina Emergency Management, Linville Central Rescue Squad, Caldwell County EMS Special Ops, Kannapolis Fire Department, Pineland Resources, Salisbury Fire Department, Haywood County Rescue Squad, Randolph County Sheriff's Office, Spartanburg County Search and Rescue, and the U.S. Forest Service Law Enforcement. I only mention all of those. First of all, a big shout out to every single agency and person that came out to help search for Francis. But I wanted to mention them all because there was a lot of people out there looking for Francis. And yes, there's a big expansive area and a lot of ground to cover. But there were a lot of people out there grid searching and doing everything they could looking for clues especially trained people at that. They knew what to look for. They knew what signs could possibly lead them to Francis. However, despite these more aggressive searches in that area of Linville Gorge, no additional signs of Francis was discovered. Investigators did come across one more clue to help them kind of build a timeline. They did learn that Francis was at the Banner Elk Cafe, 
in Banner Elk at around 3.44 p.m. on the afternoon of May 17th. Banner Elk Cafe is 45 minutes from the Linville Gorge Trail. And even more mysterious, it is 45 minutes further north, meaning if Frances drove up from Charlotte on that day, she passed the Linville Gorge area and drove on for an additional 45 minutes to go to this cafe. Was she alone there? I don't know. How do they even have this time-stamped information? I also don't know. It seems it has to be a paper trail of some sort, not a video surveillance or anything like that. So perhaps her cell phone pings or even a credit card charge put her there at that exact moment. So if she was at the cafe around 3.44 p.m., she must have headed to Linville Gorge from there, right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Linville Gorge, North Carolina. There are a couple of points of interest here in Francis's story. But since her car was found at the Linville Gorge parking area, I think the focus should probably be there. Of course, it's still possible that Frances isn't there. But if that is the case, she could be anywhere. Linville Gorge is located off of the Blue Ridge Parkway in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Western North Carolina. It's a popular destination for hikers and nature enthusiasts and is often referred to as the Grand Canyon of the Southeast. This is because the gorge is the deepest and most rugged in the entire eastern United States. So all throughout the mountain ranges on the eastern coast, the Appalachian Mountains, the Smoky Mountains, the Adirondack Mountains, the Grand Canyon of the Southeast is located in North Carolina at the Linville Gorge. At the bottom of the gorge runs the ever-flowing Linville River. And a short two-mile hike can take you to the stunning and cascading Linville Falls. Linville Gorge is also the third largest wilderness area in the entire state of North Carolina, covering over 11,000 acres. Linville Gorge has become so popular in recent years that the park rangers have had issues with cars and parking. The Linville parking area is limited, but visitors have flocked to the area prompting rangers to start issuing parking citations for the first time in 2017. This is something they have said that they don't want to do, but it was becoming a danger to have cars parking all over roadways on the side of these curvy mountain roads, causing roadblocks and forcing dangerous one-way roads. And it is likely the beauty of the area, the beauty of looking over the gorge down at the river, of hiking to a waterfall, all of this natural beauty that draws in visitors from all over. Now, this is what Wikipedia had to say specifically about the terrain and the hiking at Linville Gorge. Due to the nature of the terrain, hiking in the Linville Gorge can be a strenuous and challenging activity. Maps of the trail system are available through the U.S. Forest Service offices and information facilities in the area, 
but it's important to remember that due to the wilderness area designation, trails in the gorge area are not the improved, well-marked, cleared, and graded paths that visitors to the state or national parks become accustomed to. Beginners and those without land navigation training would be well advised to stick to the basic and shorter hiking trails. It doesn't really seem an area that a 67-year-old woman should go hiking at alone, or anyone should probably go hiking at alone. While the focus now is on the Linville Gorge area, there are many questions that arise when thinking about how her car got there. It is presumed that she drove and parked it, but why didn't she meet up with the family that day as she had planned? Why did she go on this hike by herself? And is this something that Frances often did, go off hiking alone? And knowing that this hike was more than two hours from her home, does that make these circumstances even more bizarre? She was at the cafe at 3.44 p.m. It would have been a 45-minute drive to get to Linville Gorge if she went straight there. Did she plan on starting a hike by herself after 4.30 p.m.? And was she planning on spending the night in the area afterwards? She still had a two-hour drive back to Charlotte if she was planning on returning. We don't have a lot of specifics on what her plans were that day. Theories and Possibilities It seems that the main theory here is that Francis likely went off on a hike and either became injured or lost. But remember, park rangers have talked about how popular this area was for visitors. People were flocking to the area. Is it possible that no one saw her that day at the Linville Gorge? And I still find it troublesome that she planned to meet people there and then didn't show up, but then also decided to take a hike on her own, a hike that is notoriously in a tough terrain and area, a hike that was two hours from her home in Charlotte. And when exactly did she take this hike? She was at the Banner Elk Cafe, 3.44 p.m. on May 17th, the same day she was supposed to meet family in that general area, so it would make sense that she went to Linville Gorge on that day, since she was so far from home, although we don't know for certain. There are definitely more questions here than there are answers. And what I also find truly baffling is that so many organizations, over a dozen in fact, came out and grid-searched the area and found nothing except that angel. They came out with all of the search tools and technology that they have, and they found nothing. Search and rescue personnel who were trained to search in those tough conditions, trained to search mountainous and rugged terrain and these national parks and these forests. Yet still, all they found was that angel. Does that angel then confirm that Francis was on the trail? Why did she leave that one angel behind? Was it maybe a sign of distress or did she simply drop it? Is it interesting that there was an identical one inside of her car? So maybe she just took one angel with her on her hike. Maybe kind of a good luck charm or thinking maybe the angel could be looking out for her. Frances has been missing now for almost a year and a half and still no signs of her in that area have emerged. Despite the numerous visitors that come each day to that area. But it's also a gorge on many places, I suppose, where one could fall, become injured, or worse, 
and not be seen. And if this is what happened, I do believe she will be found eventually. We don't know for sure what happened up there in the Blue Ridge Mountains to Francis Apperson. So I still think it's important not to overlook any other clue or theories. Not to assume anything. A judge did declare Frances Apperson deceased and a memorial was held for her with her date of death being listed as May 17th, 2022, the last day that anyone can confirm hearing from her or seeing her. What do you think happened to Frances Colette Apperson? Frances is described as a Caucasian woman standing about five foot two inches tall and weighing around 120 to 130 pounds when she was last seen in May of 2022. She has brown shoulder length hair and brown eyes. Frances is also deaf, which certainly could hinder the search process in these dense wooded areas. Search and rescue teams had to find another way to find her and reach her. Frances was also known to go by the nickname Dell to those that knew her. Anyone with any information on the whereabouts of Frances Colette Apperson, or if you were in the area of Banner Elk, the Linville Gorge, Hawksbill Mountain Trail, and or Sugar Mountain, please contact the Burke County Sheriff's Office at 828-397-4600 or the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department at 704-336-4978. Keep sharing Francis's story. Someone out there just might hold the key to solving this case and bringing Francis home to her family. Someone out there may have encountered Francis on that day. Someone out there that saw her, maybe interacted with her, maybe talked to her, maybe could give some insight as to what her plans were, where she was headed. Maybe that person right now doesn't even know that Frances is missing and they need to hear her story. Frances was always known to be a wonderful mom, a family woman, and just a generous person to everyone who knew her. If we work together, maybe we find some answers for Frances and her family and friends. Thank you so much for listening to these stories and supporting our show and our mission. If you've made it this far into the episode and would like to help us reach more people, consider leaving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. You can also find our podcast on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, X, Facebook, and YouTube. Please check out our YouTube channel. We put stories up there with corresponding photographs, surveillance footage, and maps of the area that we talk about. It really is a good way to put a visual to the case. And the support over there on YouTube also helps us reach a whole new audience, a whole different group of people. You can find all of those links in the show notes or just by searching for the Where Are They podcast. If you'd like to further support our show and mission, consider joining us over on Patreon or as a subscriber. We post additional content over there and send monthly donations from the revenue to our charity partners or to the families of the missing. That link will also be in the show notes. Please stay tuned as well for a couple of case updates coming up real soon. Sometimes the wheels of justice move slow, a lot slower than I know I would like. We need to continue to push them and keep those wheels moving. 
Thank you all so, so much for your support. We will be back again very soon with another Unsolved Missing Persons episode. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.